If you want a sign that humanity's still got it going on. The people are revolting. Welcome to People Are Revolting, a daily dose of disobedience. This piece is written by Brooke Migdon and is published at thehill.com. More than 200 New York Times contributors on Wednesday published an open letter condemning the paper's coverage of transgender people and issues, calling out Times reporting that has been cited to justify criminalizing gender-affirming health care. Quote, we write to you as a collective of New York Times contributors with serious concerns about editorial bias in the newspaper's reporting on transgender, non-binary, and gender non-conforming people, reads Wednesday's letter, which was written jointly with the Freelance Solidarity Project, a group of freelancers in the National Writers' Union. The letter addressed to Philip Corbett, the Times' associate managing editor for Standards, has been signed by some 200 people and counting, reporters, essayists, critics, opinion columnists, and more. Notable signatories include the writer Roxanne Gay, actress Cynthia Nixon, and whistleblower and activist Chelsea Manning. The Times in recent months has come under fire for publishing reporting on transgender youth and health care that transgender journalists and LGBTQ rights activists have decried as misleading and inaccurate. The work of the Times reporters who cover these issues fairly has been, quote, eclipsed, according to Wednesday's letter, by more than 15,000 words of front-page coverage debating the propriety of medical care for transgender children published in the last eight months alone. The newspaper's editorial guidelines demand that reporters preserve a professional detachment free of any whiff of bias when cultivating their sources, remaining sensitive that personal relationships with news sources can erode into favoritism, in fact or appearance, the letter reads. Yet the Times has in recent years treated gender diversity with an eerily familiar mix of pseudoscience and euphemistic charged language, while publishing reporting on trans children that omits relevant information about its sources, the letter adds. The letter signatories point to a widely circulated time story by Emily Bazelon that uncritically uses the term patient zero to refer to a transgender young person seeking gender-affirming care, a phrase that vilifies transness as a disease to be feared, they write. The story, published in June under the title The Battle Over Gender Therapy, also quotes expert sources who have since said their work was misrepresented in the piece. It also includes quotes from Grace Lindisky-Smith, who Bazelon fails to mention is the president of the Gender Care Consumer Advocacy Network, a group that opposes gender-affirming health care for transgender youth. Bazelon responded to criticism of her story in a sense-deleted Twitter thread, writing that most comments reflect, quote, a profound disagreement over the role of journalism on a controversial topic involving a vulnerable group. To me, being a journalist means following the facts where they lead. It isn't advocacy. I didn't know where this story would go when I started reporting it eight months ago, she wrote. She also noted that she referred to the Dutch patient as patient zero because the Dutch used that term for him and he used it in our interview. 
Bazelon and Jake Silverstein, the editor-in-chief of the New York Times Magazine, defended the article's focus on the debate playing out in the medical field. Quote, Reporting on subjects that are highly politicized is challenging. That's why Emily's methodical, principled, and deeply journalistic approach was important, Silverstein wrote in a tweet. Republican state officials and lawmakers have used recent Times reporting to justify their support for laws intending to bar transgender young people from accessing gender-affirming health care deemed medically necessary by most major medical organizations. Last year, former Arkansas Attorney General Leslie Rutledge cited three Times articles in an amicus brief defending an Alabama law that would make it a felony punishable by up to 10 years imprisonment for a medical professional to provide gender-affirming care to patients younger than 19. Earlier this month, Nebraska attorney David Begley referred to Times reporting while testifying before the state legislature in support of a bill that would similarly ban gender-affirming health care for youth, relying on the outlet's reputation as the, quote, paper of record to justify criminalizing gender-affirming care. But Wednesday's letter asserts that the Times has also a reputation for misrepresenting the LGBTQ community, pointing to reporting from the 1960s and 1970s that suggested homosexuality is an inborn, incurable disease. The paper also neglected to put the HIV-AIDS crisis on the front page until 1983, according to the letter, when the disease had already claimed the lives of hundreds of New Yorkers. In obituaries, Times reporters ascribed death from HIV-AIDS to, quote, undisclosed causes or a, quote, rare disorder, and excluded the partners of the deceased from the records of their lives. Some of us are trans, non-binary, or gender non-conforming, and we resent the fact that our work, but not our person, is good enough for the paper of record, Wednesday's letter reads. Some of us are cis, and we have seen those we love discover and fight for their true selves, often swimming upstream against currents of bigotry and pseudoscience, fomented by the kind of coverage we hear protest. All of us dare say our stance is unremarkable, even common, and certainly not deserving of the time's intense scrutiny, the letter continues. A tiny percentage of the population is trans, and even smaller percentage of those people face the type of conflict the Times is so intent on magnifying. There is no rapt reporting on the thousands of parents who simply love and support their children, or on the hard-working professionals at the New York Times enduring a workplace made hostile by bias, a period of forbearance that ends today. Also on Wednesday, the LGBTQ media advocacy group GLAAD published an open letter similarly condemning the Times' coverage of transgender issues and parked a truck outside the paper's New York office with messages that accused the Times of questioning the right of transgender people to merely exist. Quote, It is appalling that the Times would dedicate so many resources and pages to platforming the voices of extremists anti-LGBTQ activists who have built their careers on denigrating and dehumanizing LGBTQ people, especially transgender people, the group writes in its letter. Signatories of the GLAAD letter include high-profile celebrities Judd Apatow, Wilson Cruz, and Gabrielle Union Wade, the parent of a transgender daughter. 
A spokesperson for the Times confirmed the outlet had received letters from GLAAD and Times contributors. Quote, We understand how GLAAD sees our coverage, but at the same time, we recognize that GLAAD's advocacy mission and the Times' journalistic mission are different, spokesperson Charlie Stadlander told The Hill in an email. As a news organization, we pursue independent reporting on transgender issues that include profiling groundbreakers in the movement, challenges and prejudice faced by the community, and how society is grappling with debates about care, he added. The very news stories criticized by GLAD in their letter reported deeply and empathetically on issues of care and well-being for trans teens and adults. Our journalism strives to explore, interrogate, and reflect the experiences, ideas, and debates in society to help readers understand them. Our reporting did exactly that, and we are proud of it. Yeah, that's the that's what the media wants you to believe. The media is there for, especially these major media news outlets. Um, they do have some interest in reporting the news because that helps them maintain folks' attention. But they also have a great interest in drafting the narrative that they need people to believe in. The narrative that keeps the powerful in power marginalizes the already marginalized, reinforces that so that those folks who have some ability to change the narrative, ability to point out the fact that the way things are, are not the way things ought to be, that the media is here to discount those folks. So the power dynamic doesn't change. If you want to check out back episodes of People Are Revolting, just go to peoplearerevolting.com. You can also follow on Twitter at People Revolting. Keep revolting, and thanks for listening. A sign that humanity's still got it going on. The people are revolting. I think you just nailed it. <laughs>